Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're in James chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Will I ever be able to control this crazy, out-of-control tongue of mine? You know, no one likes a tattletale who finds delight in telling tales that we would rather keep to ourselves. I think we forget that each of us has our own personal imprisoned tattletale corralled and caged in behind our teeth. You got it. Our tongues are the tattletales of our hearts. Really, the Lord is the one who reminds us of this, and David's prayer reveals that close connection between our thoughts and our words. Matthew 15, 18 through 20, those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart. They defile the man, for out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. Or take Mark chapter 7, verses 21 to 23. For from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. Psalm 19:14. let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. You know, James recognized the importance of the tongue's control, and every chapter or section of this letter to his believing friends mentions the impact and the effects of an unruly tongue. You have to wonder if while growing up, James, half-brother to Jesus, ever teased, argued, or verbally attacked Jesus, not realizing he truly was the Son of God. You know, James 1.19, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. James 1.26, If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. James 2.12, So speak ye, and so do ye, as they which shall be judged by the perfect law of liberty. James 3.8, But the tongue can no man tame. It's an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. James 4.11, Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaks evil of his brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. James 5.12, But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven nor by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay be yea, lest you fall into condemnation. In this passage we are studying today, James explains and illustrates the humongous impact this tiny little member of our bodies can have. He illustrates with a horse's little bit, a ship's small rudder, and a tiny flicker of flame. Little things make big things happen. Do you know that an average horse weighs anywhere from 840 to 2,200 pounds? Now, an average horse's bit weighs about one and a half pounds. Little things make big things happen. In the year 2020, approximately 4.2 million acres burned in forest fires in the United States, the most ever on record in one year. And each fire started with a tiny flicker of a flame. Little things make big things happen. You know, the Carnival cruise ship called the Vista weighs 134,000 tons. It's 1,062 feet in length and can hold over 5,000 passengers and crew. The helmsman or the ship's driver can easily turn the entire ship with a slight twist of a steering wheel connected to what is called a rudder. Little things make big things happen. Our words, though few and small, can be both helpful and hurtful. 
At times, they comfort like a hug around the neck, and at other times, they sting like a slap in the face. Physical wounds can heal and disappear, but harsh words are rarely forgotten. The old childhood playground saying, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me, is really a lie. Words do hurt. Even Job asked, how long will you break me in pieces with your words? And Solomon said that words were his wounds that go down very, very deep into the heart. Let me slowly read again what James wrote for us to think about. I want to read this in a little different translation to help us grasp the intent and its importance, okay? Here we go. Not many of you should become teachers. My brothers, you you know that we who teach will be judged with a greater strictness, for we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's like a perfect man, able to bridle his whole body. If we put bits in the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they're guided by a very, very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot wants them to go. Also, the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts great things. How great a force is set ablaze by such a small fire. There are no limits to what can be said. The Bible describes the tongue as wicked, deceitful, perverse, filthy, corrupt, slanderous, blasphemous, foolish, boasting, complaining, cursing, sensual, vile, totally uncontrollable. We need God. We need His grace and wisdom and strength every single day. We all offend. We all stumble. We all sin. That untamable tiger behind our teeth reminds us day after day how immature and imperfect we really are. We have to ask, will I ever, ever be able to control this crazy, out-of-control tongue of mine? Lord, we need your strength and your grace and your wisdom to control our troublesome tongues. Thank you for your forgiveness, and thank you for your patience with every single one of us. Hey, our time's up, but I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Why? Because this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice, let's be glad in it, and you have a really good day.